Hey family, this is Alicia. Welcome to the first episode of the Millennial Wife Entrepreneur. Here where we talk about everything under the sun and most importantly, business needs, mom needs, wife needs, and guess what? Self-love. So subscribe to us. Look forward to having a fun ride. Get to know us a little bit more. We'll have more good stuff for you coming along the way. Hey fam, it's your girl Alicia and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Millennial Wife Entrepreneur. And um, yeah, I got some things to talk about. So let's dive right in. I don't know if you guys have heard, there's been a recent um, thing in the news where this mom would leave her son in the car um, and go run errands or go do whatever quick things and, you know, run in and get pay for gas and leave her baby son in a car. And the father, her husband didn't know. And at some point in time they were conversing and he found out that she would do this. And she's been doing it since the baby was born. And, you know, to his shock and dismay, he, he told her, he asked her not to anymore because he didn't feel comfortable with leaving his baby in a car. Like it's extremely dangerous. And so what he decided to do was he decided to surprise her one day and he actually uh, saw her car at like a gas station and he thought she was inside when he drove by the car and saw their baby in the car again after she said she wasn't going to do it anymore. She continued to do it. So he decided to take the baby, put the baby in his car and, you know, make it seem as if the child had been kidnapped. Um, And then he waited around the side of the gas station. Well, she ended up being in the store for over six minutes. And that is extreme. Um, You know, the way they're trafficking kids out here nowadays, like I can't even I can't even imagine. Like, it's just it's so unsafe. And I mean, I'm just shot. And so she got angry with him once she found out, you know, that's where the child was after she went through, you know, a fit for a little bit. It was panicked and concerned and scared and worried you know he he appeared and said hey i have him but to me like i don't understand why there's a debate there's a debate online where people saying his tactics were too extreme and you know he went too far but there's also people saying she was a negligent parent so you know and where i fall in line is as a mom or a parent who has been through their child being missing there is no worse feeling than you not knowing where your child is not knowing the safety of your child not knowing you know what i mean you feel helpless that is the scariest most chilling thought ever um that feeling is the worst like and i i can't even i can't express that enough so the fact that she would willingly willingly leave her child in the vehicle at harm's way where he is unsafe is so shocking to me um so yeah i just i can't begin to fathom um what will possess her to do that so yeah so in my situation my son was four and a half he's yeah a month before he two months before he turned five um where we lived at at the time i used to work at a fitness place and the fitness place i used to work at was in our neighborhood like literally in the parking lot and then we live like right there on the same street so you can see the building from where we live Um, And so when I would go to work, you know, I taught like uh, little kids class. I taught little kids fitness class and um, I answered the phones and, you know, I did. I taught in the nursery. I kept the kids and I got to play with my own kids and get paid for it very well, actually. Um, But the, the situation that happened was 
we used to walk up there to get to work all the time and he used to walk with me him and um, my baby my daughter my second daughter at the time and so it was no big deal so this particular day I had left the house I had an appointment for something and my husband calls me and he was in the he was he was with the baby sleep uh, with Ava at the time and he says is Jace with you and I said with me I never forget that call ever this was terrifying i said what do you mean with me i left you know i had an appointment um i left him there what are you talking about with me he was like he's not in the house and i just remember my stomach dropped to my feet i never forget that i said what do you mean he's not in the house he said i can't find him anywhere he's not in the house and i just remember being so terrified like where is he at and i i instantly said you know because he at the time he was young he was little. He used to play in the cabinets and stuff. I said, well, did you look in the cabinets? You know, he plays in the cabinets. Did you look in between the couch? You know what I mean? Did you search the house? He said, yeah, but I look everywhere. I don't see him. I said, if he's really not in the house, I said, jump in the car right now. Get Ava. Roll down the windows and call his name outside the street and call the police. And so from there, I'm I'm across town, but I am flying. I'm doing 85, 90 to get back to the house and at this point I'm breaking down I'm having a mental moment where I'm just crying and praying crying and praying I called my mom and my sister they were in Fayetteville um at the time and they were they were heading to church actually I think this is a Sunday they were heading to church that's right and um I just remember my mom had to calm me down and you know they were like we're gonna find them you know we're gonna pray and they just had to keep me calm and I'm I'm hitting every light like I'm just flying I'm flying down the street going getting across town and by the time I get home because I I wasn't I was maybe like 25 30 minutes away I took took a minute by the time I get home the police is out there um the fire department's out there and um my mom my sister were like we're on our way they driving from Fayetteville and the whole church my home church that I grew up in stopped and prayed for him they they were doing service at the time and they were doing praise and worship it was early in the morning they stopped and prayed for him I think it was like nine in the morning it was like eight thirty nine o'clock it was early um and so it was this I just I can't get over how scary it was I remember getting home and feeling hopeless I remember grabbing one of his pictures putting my baby on my hip because my husband was completely by the time I got home he was completely broken down he he was just just out of it crying he was completely broke down he couldn't even couldn't even and I said I said get it together we're gonna find him you gotta keep showing me meanwhile on the inside I'm breaking down too but I had already had my cry out on the way home um but I was just trying to lean in and be be strong for him and for my baby you know the rest of them and I said he's gonna be okay we're gonna find him but it's, it's so surreal when it happens in a moment because it's like I don't know if you've ever seen a milk carton when you see the missing kids and stuff you never in a million think, years think that's you that could be your child that's missing that you know what I mean that you gonna be in that that you could be in that predicament that is it's the worst feeling ever so for almost two hours an hour and a half we searched for my son and I took his picture and I walked around my neighborhood and knocked on doors and said have you seen this little boy have you seen this little boy he's this beautiful brown little boy with, with braids in his hair I just remember you know just being real upset teared up um on the verge of just breaking down but just trying to keep strong I had my daughter on my hip and at this point other people have come out to help it's maybe it's maybe 30 40 people that had come out just out of their house just to say how can we help how can can we knock on the door 
the fire department, uh, the ambulance, not the ambulance, the fire department and the police. It was a good maybe 20 some police officers because they take it real serious when it's a missing child. And in a span of an hour and a half, it was the neighborhood was full of people just searching for him. So come to find out. And the only way we found him was I walked up past where my job was and I was screaming his name out of the window like I was just screaming. And all of a sudden I hear I hear mommy and he runs out the back of the building, which is where the child care was, is where I, I used to, I work. And we went there several times. We walked up there. He walked out of the back of the building, ran out to the front and the door was locked. The front door was locked. And I just remember the sigh of relief to see my child and that he was unharmed through the glass window. Although he couldn't get out, the door was locked. I was devastated. Like, what are you doing? How did you get here? You know, what happened? So many questions. But the sigh of relief, like that, that, it's no feeling like that. Um, and I just remember saying, I found him. He's here. Like, I was yelling and then I called my husband. I said, I, I found him, honey. He's here. And he, he runs up there. And, um, you know, it was just a lot. We had a lot of people there. And they were like, how did you get in the building? The building is locked. And because I worked there, I had a key. I said, hey, I got a key, but it's at the house. You know, I can run and go get it. But I, I couldn't stop hugging him. You know, uh, Well, I couldn't stop. This is before they opened the door. I couldn't stop, you know, just, just standing there and saying, don't move. We're going to get you out. You know what I mean? The door was locked. He was just standing there. But I couldn't stop being in such disbelief that he had gotten there. So what happened is the fire department ended up having to get their emergency key and they unlocked the building because um, I didn't get to walk back down to my house because I didn't want to leave him. I didn't want to leave him not even for a second, even in that moment. Um, And yeah, when they opened the door, I just remember being like, Chase, how did you get here? And he said, I just put on my shoes and I walked, mommy. He said, I didn't see you. So I just walked up here because I thought you would be here so innocently like nothing. had. He had no idea we had been searching for him. He did. He was innocently playing in the room. And what happened was they had a fitness class that morning. Um, he went pat, you know, he w- the fitness class was a little further over from where the child care room is. He walked in the door, went in the child care room, closed the door. because That's how we normally have it was in there playing with the toys. They had their fitness class. They finished left and locked up. They had no idea he was in the building. And I just when I tell you, I thank God that he was safe. But it was the most scariest almost two hours of my life. I would never forget that. Like, I would never forget. And then the things, the possibilities that, you know, just him walking up the street, you know, a dog could have attacked. Somebody could have hit him. Somebody could have put him in their their car and drove off with my child. Like, but God. And I, I can't express that enough about covering your children. Even when your children step out of the house, they'll go to school in the morning cover these babies pray over them anoint them keep that protection shield around them it's a real serious thing out here i am so thankful and so grateful that he was saved but i never want to go through that ordeal again and i can't imagine willingly putting them in that type of harm so when people debate about the father's extreme tactics of you know pretending to kidnap his own child i honestly think it was necessary because you know what I mean? It could have been anybody that took that baby in. You'd rather not have regret. You'd rather be safe than sorry. So if he had to take those extreme measures for her to realize how serious it is not to leave your child in the car, then that was absolutely necessary because that baby is alive. And that's a real thing because these babies out here is getting are, are getting taken. And they're getting taken and they're getting sold off. And it's serious.
So that's my story. And um, I just, you know, pray that all parents out there, you know, have discernment with the people you let your kids be around, you know, with the trust, have discernment with these people and make sure you're protecting them because they're put here for you to protect. It is a very important role to be a parent, you know, to be a mom, to be a dad. It's an important role to protect these babies. They're put underneath your care for the time being that they are for a reason. God has placed these babies underneath you for a reason. You have stuff in you that you're supposed to pour into these babies and shoot them off into the future like arrows. You pour into them and you shoot them out of your house. (laughs) Not out of your house because you don't want them to get out too soon. But you know what I mean? You shoot them out into the world and they take everything in them that they've learned from you and, and, and that greatness. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, protect these babies, cover these babies. Um, yeah. And that that's that's it for tonight. You guys, I wanted to hear from you. You know, what it what is your feedback on it? Do you think dad was too extreme? Do you think mom was negligent or you think, hey, it's no big deal if she went in for a few minutes? You know, what what is your take on it? Drop me a line either on the um, Instagram, Millennial Wife, Mom Entrepreneur Instagram page, or even on here in the community. Hey, drop me a line. What do you guys think? All right. Y'all have a good night. Thanks.